You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. The Continental from the world of John Wick tells the backstory of how Winston Scott's played here by Colin Waddell in an alternate history 1970s where he takes on the current proprietor of the famed New York hotel, Cormac O'Connor, played by Mel Gibson, and came into his position as the manager of the New York branch of the Continental Chain of Hotels, the safe haven for legal assassins on the grounds of which no business may take place that we witness in the John Wick films starring Keanu Reeves. It explores variations of real-world events in a post-Vietnam New York and has all the things you have come to expect from the John Wick movies, but also not. It's got a TV show budget, so what's here is hampered by monetary restrictions. But how does this three-part prequel series, which is actually three feature-length films, hold up as added lore and mythology to the Wickiverse that's exactly what we're here to discuss all these months after its release in September. I am T.C. DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined at the high table by Melina. Hello there. This is not even Star Wars, and I'm doing that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a deep mythology. It, it makes sense that your head would go there. And we're also joined by Doggett. Toss a coin to your Doggett. <laughs> well, this is available on Peacock or Amazon internationally. As mentioned, it came out in September. If you love John Wick, you've likely already seen this. If you have, proceed. If you're interested, I say check it out. Uh, Melina, should people check this out? Yes or no? <sighs> okay, that's fine. Doggett, should people check this out? Yes or no? Not really. <laughs> okay, good. That's the simple review. We're going to go spoilers from here. So there you go. If you don't want to listen to us spoil everything. I mean, have you seen Pennyworth? <laughs> kind of the same oh. thing. I'm sorry. What's the full title of that show, Doggett? Don't, don't, don't be no, disrespectful. No, no, that's, that's revisionist history. That's not what it was always called. <laughs> they changed the title two years ago. Because <laughs> no one was watching that, it. That was a prequel to Gotham. You will all respect it. <laughs> well, let's let's start here. What are your two feelings about John Wick? And is this the spinoff we needed or you wanted? Ah, the three movies as a season of television. The old Sherlock. <laughs> the old Sherlock method. Uh, Melina, what are your thoughts on the John Wick movies? And did you want this spinoff? I am a massive fan of the John Wick movies. I mean, they definitely vary in quality for me. I think my least favorite is probably the second one, which is still to say I love it for all of its ridiculous goofiness. My least favorite moments in John Wick 2, I think, are astronomically better than I think the best thing in this series, which I'll admit I was looking forward to just based on my fandom. I mm, went into okay. it with hope and I'll admit a little bit of expectation and 
those were pretty quickly dashed. <laughs> Damn, the worst John Wick 2 scenes were better than all of Mel Gibson's scenes? <laughs> what Damn. a shocker. Hamming it up here is Cormac, the head of the, the Continental, uh, previous to to Winston. Uh, Daya, do you like the John Wick movies? Oh, I love the John Wick movies. You know, that they are a staple in all brown people's households. We do love our... <laughs> we do consider you white people wild for going that crazy over animals. You know, you guys are a wild bunch. Personally, yep, you yep. would just get a new dog, but that's just me. But I do love the John Wick movies. Just the, uh, uh, a ballet of violence. The um, jerk-off thing all critics say about the John Wick series. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. It's a fun time. It's a fun, sexy time for the whole family. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you guys. I like the John Wick movies. They are this amazing, darkly funny and violent action thing that is unique to American cinema. Obviously, we can go to the the Eastern cinema and see action movies that have been doing this for a hell of a lot longer than John Wick. Mm-hmm. But what I like about John Wick, particularly Keanu Reeves. And that Keanu Reeves works so damn hard and that those movies work so damn hard to show us the action without editing it. That, yes, there's editing. It's a movie, obviously. But the action is so well-crafted and it's so well-filmed that you get to witness it. That, that is the reason to watch John Wick is the, the choreography of this bullet ballet and just the, the – you laugh at the horror of it and, and – the mythology has grown out of the success of that first movie. That first movie came out of nowhere, blew up. People were like, shit, yeah, more of this. And so they gave us more of the, of the action, but they went out of their way to expand the mythology and the lore of this strange world of assassins. I think to its detriment, I think the, the mythology of the John Wick universe has gotten too much. Uh, and I think that goes as far as the end of the second one, when he's in Central Park and he's told he's excommunicado and everyone in the park is an assassin now? This world is a hell of a lot bigger than I thought it was. Are, are you saying not everyone in New York can fuck you up? Are you that confident, oh. <laughs> are you that confident right now? Do you want to say not, that? You're going to challenge the entire <laughs> east side right now? Go ahead. I Absolutely dare not. you. Well, it is funny that you bring up that your biggest qualm with the John Wick series is that it goes too far with the mythology or maybe goes too deep with it or too broad with it. I think one of my biggest criticisms about the Continental is at the end of it, I just thought, okay, well, that didn't add enough to the backstory of this world. This didn't add enough to the lore for it to end up feeling like it was ever really necessary. It's the equivalent of showing, it's the equivalent of first 20 some minutes of the Rob Zombie Halloween where it's like, well, here's how this whole thing happened with him. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't need to know that. Nah, nah. When Bilbo Baggins solves, uh, uh, but the the little gremlins Gull- riddles. The riddles in Gull- the dark. Gull- well, that actually yeah. happened in the you book. Know, Come that on. Was, that was a great. That was some great shit. And I I assume <laughs> the equivalent of something like that happened on this show. We saw it a very long time ago. I'm just I'm trying to remember more details about it. Well, let, let me put it simply for you. Uh, Francis, who is Winston's brother, steals a coin press, and in doing so. Uh, he is punished for it. He is killed by the end of the first episode by uh, Hansel and Gretel with some wonderful Lord Fauntleroy haircuts. <laughs> and Winston 
needs guns, lots of guns. Oh my god. You could just stop. You could just, I remember it now. Why is it always goes back to what's his name? Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. What's that director? Guy Ritchie? It always goes back to fucking Guy Ritchie. This is just a Guy Ritchie plot. This is just a, in the excuse of the, in the John Wick universe. These bastards. They are Guy Ritchie villains with Anton Sugar's hair. There you go. That's Probably. great. No country for old men. How dare they? <laughs> On both counts, yes. I, I was surprised that this was three parts and that each one was a feature length. That I don't think there's enough here to be three movies, but I also think there's too much here to be a three-part miniseries. Mm-hmm. I think that this would have benefited by either getting a lot tighter and just being a film or really expanding it out even more than it already is and making it a like a seven part miniseries, like a full season of a show. It oh, was this... n- nice try, you forked tongue devil <laughs> TC. Mr. I'll give a show three episodes. You would have dropped this in a second. No, nah, well, this is some good strategy. This is checkmate. They got you. <laughs> they got you to watch all three episodes. They did. They did get me to watch all three episodes. <laughs> there's there's some good here. I, I I feel like I'm being a bit hard on it because this is filmed really, really beautifully. The shot choices, the compositions of this movie, of these movies, which is what they are. That's apt. We keep calling them that. Yeah. But this is a good looking show. And the, the, the production design on this, it's going, it's every cent of what budget they had is on here to match the vibe and, and the 70s style of what would equal the John Wick movies. So there's no denying that this is a, a fine-looking show. Well, at least I'm not going to deny it. I think where this really thrives, though, is Colin Waddell is doing a really good young Ian McShane impression. Yeah. Without doing an Ian McShane impression. He's kind yeah. of perfect for him, despite the fact that he is a good foot taller than Ian McShane was <laughs> even in his younger days. You're not wrong there. Flip, a, flip another gold coin to, to that right there. Um, but no, the, the, the cast of this is good. I think Kyle Waddell leading this, he does a, a decent job. And they didn't just, I, I feel like the mistake of this series would have been to make someone like Francis the main character because he gets the only John Wick fight scene in the opening of the first movie in that stairwell when he steals the coin press. There's a lot of like, a good action violence in this, but the the very John Wick looking fight is that right in the beginning. And I think it would have been a mistake for this show to just be, uh, it's John Wick's dad or something like that, that uh, making it Winston, who isn't a, a gun-toting maniac Baba Yaga, right? I oh, think yeah. that was a smart move narratively. That'd be, that'd be a fucking boring. John Wick's dad, that's just like a sailor who's like in a, is drunk in a bar. About to get in a fight, except it's not badass. It's just sad. I yeah. <laughs> one of the people. one of the complaints that I did see from some other reviews, which I actually disagree with, a lot of people were saying this doesn't have the oomph of John Wick as a character. You know, Winston doesn't have that same badassery, and I was like, that's because he's not John Wick. Right. There is a reason in this world that when the dumbass Russian son tells his dad that he beat this guy up, <laughs> his dad basically is like, well, shit, son, you're dead. <laughs> because nobody is John Wick. Right. And so, and of course, when we meet Winston, he's an intellectual. He uses his mind. He uses his resources. 
seeing him here as a young man, I'm like, yeah, we're not going to see the John Wick story where he is beating people to a pulp without breaking a sweat. Mm -hmm. He's actually going to get his ass beat every time he even tries to go head to head with one of these vicious mercenaries because that's not his power. Right. Mind over muscle every day. I'm tired of tiptoeing around the best scene in the show. Let's just talk about it. We keep on pretending it's not true. Look, everybody, (laughs) there's a scene where the entire gang, they think they're about to get out of this. And they open the double doors and a nine-year-old John Wick pops out and fucking kills half the crew. Best scene yeah. of the entire show. And the fact that they face-replaced the kid with Keanu Reeves' face was, was, a, was a bold move on their part. No DAG needed. They just put his face there. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Beard and everything. Remember Little Man, the Wayne's Brother movie? <gasps> Little Man? That's what it looked like. Uh, TC... Don't talk about that movie because it never happened. Oh, I'm that so sorry. That was just a really, I'm really so bad dream. <laughs> uh, Doug, you you had evoked some of the uh, Mel Gibson issue that may exist in watching this. If I can set aside the very checkered past of Mel Gibson, he's hamming it up here as the best '90s Mel Gibson that he ever was. Oh, just yeah. chewing he's the scenery. His, his New York accent. Oh, <laughs> remember that Edge of Darkness accent? It's all right here. Oh God! No, <laughs> uh, but but that's let's 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 talk about this. It, Mel Gibson being in here, he does come with baggage because of his very sordid history, and uh, there there are going to be people who are just going to avoid this on principle. It, this is tough because it's a, it's you're walking on thin ice, and I'm not going to sit here and forgive and defend the man. But he's in this; he plays the villain rather well. I, I don't know. How, how did you two feel about his presence in this? I wasn't offended by his presence because I have no moral compass. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, no, I mean, the thing is, I, I, I completely agree with you. I'm aware of his past. I do not condone anything that he has said or done. But at the same time, it's just the way that I watch movies and TV. I go in there and I am like, I'm here to gauge a performance, not the person's soul. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm here for. And I thought that, yeah, he's going to the level of ridiculous that he did when he was in uh, Machete Kills back in the day, or which, <laughs> which Machete movie was he in. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. not a bad performance. I would say that it's a very purposefully cartoonish performance. Yes. But in a way that was oddly out of place with the way every other character was toned. Did any, I don't know if anyone else felt like he was a little out of sync. Well, he felt like the, the old man out. He felt like the, he, like it, it, his time was up, but he was like fighting against it. That's, at least that's what it felt like with me. Like he's he's on the way out, actively. Mm-hmm. He's matched by Katie McGrath's performance. She plays the adjudicator with the mask, Ooh. which is also quite uh, John Wick three and four level of cartoonish villainy. <laughs> the tax man. The tax man. I do think he does a good job, but. I do think he's outshone by the rest of the cast, and I think, Melina, you hit on it. He does feel like he's turning in a different film's performance uh, because there's also, uh, in addition to Colin Waddell, you have Avio Mita Adegan, who plays the young Sharon, and he's not doing an impression of Lance Reddick. I think he's he's doing a rather... Uh, it, much like Colin Waddell's doing a good job playing that character younger, I think it's similar with Iomita here that he's playing a, a nice younger Sharon. I liked once those two are together, I thought thought there was a a chemistry that was consistent with the rest of their existence in the series. Removing Cormac from the equation or adding him into the equation doesn't change the math on what Winston's life becomes as we see it in John Wick, the first time we meet him, Um, which is the problem with prequels. Mm. You can only do so much in a prequel 
to affect anything because you know where the important characters end up. Sure. Well, personally, you both sicken me. I can't believe you stand this man. Nay, this monster. This beast that's just in the show. Just making money. I don't really care. Um, he's fine. There's something to be said about having an instant villain on the screen. Yes, you know? exactly. You drop him in there, it's like, oh, well, there's the villain. I hate this guy. We're, we're not meant to like him. And yeah, you, you cast someone who is mm, pretty much a piece of shit. Harvey watched yeah. Lethal Weapon is like, aim better. <laughs> aim better. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, we have another character in Michelle Prada who plays uh, Katie, the officer, uh, who is who basically stumbles her way into discovering this underworld. And I thought she was great. I, I would have almost preferred her being a more central character than anyone else in this because she was so removed from the Continental, removed from the world of John Wick, and then finds her way stumbling into it. So I would have loved to see more of her story and a little and more of her exploration of this insane world. Yeah. I think she as a performer is great. I think I've only seen her in one or two things other than this, but I thought, yeah, as a performer here, she really stands out to me. I really want to see her do um, more stuff where she gets more screen time, gets yes. to really show up what she can do. What I did really like about that subplot is it does show a flip side of the coin that has only ever really been alluded to in the John Wick universe, which is the cops are very much aware of what goes on inside and out the Continental. And they kind of just have to show up when they're absolutely needed to be like, if you need any help cleaning up, let us know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't know if they come out and say she's a rookie, but she's new enough to this whole outfit to where you can tell she's not in on this collusion. Right, right. And she's definitely that young cop with the heart of gold who's going in and trying to do the right thing and everyone else around her is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you, yeah. You, really, you really don't need to be looking at that file. You really don't need to be looking into this. Stop asking questions. She has a great scene in the first episode where she goes into the Continental. After being told not to, she goes back, she gets a drink, she lays money down on the table and the bartender has a moment of like, oh, you're an outsider. Oh, uh, yes, I will take this cash. And it's a great bit of storytelling with no dialogue. Uh, it's 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 well crafted to see how this world looks at and and tiptoes around an outsider. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a great setup for her plot as it moved forward. And yeah, I I, I had asked you guys, is this the prequel or the expansion of the universe that you wanted? That's the expansion of this universe I want. I would love to see a cop like her, more of, of that exploration of like the collusion of the covering it up. And, and this is certainly a world with a huge mythology that's international with so many more stories to tell that I, I, I don't know how this did, but I do think it's telling that it took us this long to get together to do the review. And I didn't hear anybody else talking about this show. I, I don't know. Did you two come across anyone? Oh, don't blame us. Don't blame us fucking up on this show. <laughs> what? What? Don't, don't, don't transfer the what? Yeah, but seriously, did, do you know anyone else who watched this? Did, did you hear anyone else talking about this in social media? I mean, I we can't do that barometer because no one watches shit on Peacock. And there's so much good shit on Peacock. You remember that Saved by the Bell show? It was fantastic. <laughs> 
You know, Daggett, you might be the first person I ever heard say that. But the show, personally, is not, like, it's not great. Go watch Poker Face or something. There's better shit on Peacock. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, there you go. Yes, there is better stuff on Peacock. Well, that said, let, let Daggett, why don't, why don't I roll you into some final thoughts here? What are some highlights? What are some lowlights? What your, what's your score on this? How do you feel about this show overall? I mean, is this, like, was this trying to be an event, or was this just, like, dropped on there? I feel like it was dropped, because we yeah, didn't even realize it had come out. I mean, like, the fourth John Wick movie just came out, and it was epic. Like, it was it was a crowd pleaser. It, it was a big splash. Mm-hmm. And, and then this was just like the, you know. Just, oh, yeah, this too. It, 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 this just fell right down the stairs. <laughs> and then it did it again. And then again. It's so weird. It's like the second they put Mel Gibson in it, they put it. They gave it an instant villain, and then nobody watched it. I think it's just it's on Peacock. Not many people watch things on Peacock. It's just an unfortunate concept. I don't want to blame it on this show. I mean, this show has a lot of faults. Outside of that, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's weird. It's a weird con job. A nine, three ninety minute movies. <laughs> And, like, I felt like the first movie is actually kind of fine by itself. You actually don't need the, the, the second two parts. Yeah, I agree. The first part by itself works extremely well. If the Judicator ju- ju- just came back and was like, oh, you didn't get it back? Oh, well, you're you're fired now. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> it's, so it's kind of, it's unfortunate that I don't like this more. We could have let this review die, guys. I'm just saying. It, it, <laughs> We could all be doing better things right now <laughs> than, than reviewing the Continental from the world of John Wick. I'm on, I'm on, I'm, I'm on a lot of mushrooms right now. Oh, so as the colors vibrate, I'm gonna end my review by saying your hate for Mel Gibson is not gonna be the reason you don't like this show. It's just not that great of a show. So don't watch it if you don't want to watch it. And if you want to watch, learn more about the John Wick universe, watch John Wick two and three. They expand on it way more. Next time, give me a show about the Rockabilly Call Girl Service. <laughs> or whatever that thing is. Where, you know, all the people are... And the, the penguin from Gotham are dressed like Rockabillies. Whatever that is. Uh, eight, I think the mushrooms have kicked at, in. Wait, no. <laughs> Five out of ten glasses from Rockabilly people. Very good. All right, Melina. Well, I mean, we, I think, mentioned just a handful of the many, many characters that show up in this. And I think that unfortunately is very telling. I think uh, someone who I do really want to give a shout out to is Ray McKinnon. He has a small role in here, but when he comes in, he's kind of great. Mm -hmm. And it's probably one of the most, I feel so bad for loving this character introductions, which is basically him killing a pedophile in the park. Yeah. Okay, I can't hate you no matter what you do next. But other than that, yeah, you've got this whole brother-sister storyline going on, the sister being played by Jessica Elaine. And if there is a major flaw that I have with this series, it is the fact that not only is that character's story almost just completely erasable, but it's an example of how they actually got people who clearly have no idea how to fight or have never done martial arts. Because you said that one of the joys of watching the John Wick movies is you get to see some of the most incredible fight choreography in your life. It's Mm. jaw-dropping. Here, not only is the fight choreography sparse, and when we do get it, it's pretty unmemorable, but there are points where she's fighting in particular where I'm like, this is just bad. Like, this is clearly someone who's going this 
quickly. And if anyone can't see what I'm doing, I'm moving my <laughs> arms very slowly and robotically. And the, and they sped the camera up yeah. about three times faster than they should have. And it looks awful. This is very good looking, like you said. It really does nail home what a cesspool 1970s New York was. Other than that, I watched this two weeks ago. I've really not thought much about it since. And unfortunately, other than Mel Gibson's just kind of ridiculously outlandish performance, there's really not much that I can remember about it off the top of my head. Not something I can say about any of the John Wick films. This is easily the weakest addition to that world. And I very much doubt that we are going to see a second season of it. If they decide to do more spinoffs, which I know that they're gonna, I really hope that uh, Chad Stahelski and David Leach and the 8711 guys are more involved than they were here. Mm -hmm. Their absence was noticeable and uh, their presence was missed. I give this just a five uh, five out of ten golf puns that no one ever, ever needs to make ever again. (laughs) Just echoing what you two said, I, I agree with a lot of what's being said here. I think if you like John Wick, watch this, but don't expect the bombastic, stylized movies. Those are multi-million dollar movies. If you're a casual watcher of series, skip this. This is not going to scratch any itch that you have or that you're hoping it will. But yeah, if you are if you are loving the John Wick movies and you want just that little bit of sprinkling, uh, it's a spin-off comic. There's, there's just not enough here for me to be like, oh shit, this is such an excellent addition. If you're going to do a John Wick marathon, add add these in. I think just that first episode, you hit it on the head, that's the best one. There's there's good story through the second and the third part, but it's just somehow not enough <laughs> and and somehow too little for, for what it is. So yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed by this. I really wanted this to be cool and good. And while it does look very good, and I think the cast is strong across the board, narratively, mythologically, like the legend of this universe is just not expanded upon in the ways I had hoped for. So I am also going to give this a five out of 10 bowl cut haircuts on your twin assassins. If only she had had a bowl cut too. That would have been actually kind of awesome. <laughs> this, yeah, this show was really boring. I was like, I'm about to kill a dog really soon. Whoa. Shake oh. things up. Oh my Just God. to shake things up. You can send your emails to chris at oneofus.net to complain about dog at murdering a dog. There you go.